We have Lori, our daughter, with us this morning. Uh, she's just a, yeah. She's doing doing better, well. Um, she's going back to work a little bit, and uh, just thank you for all your prayers. Um, it's been a long, a long haul. Um, I want to take the next couple, three weeks, maybe four, and I want to look at um, our words and our tongue, the things we say. I want to take a look at uh, the importance of the things that come out of our mouth. And uh, today is kind of an introduction sort of message. Um, Next week I'm going to apply what we speak to healing. And then I'm going to try to do some practical things after that about the words we share. But you know, our words are powerful. And not just our spoken words. You know, when you think about your words, and the Bible talks about the tongue. But I believe in our day and age that uh, it's not just spoken words, it's written words. And I believe it's words on Facebook, the words we put on uh, through technology. You know, our words go out in so many different ways now. And I believe that we're accountable for those words that go out. You know, and probably be good if more people took accountability for the words we see on Facebook sometimes and the messages and the the things people say. But people seem to be free to think that Nobody's listening to what they say, so I don't know, or they're just free to say whatever they want. So sometimes I look and think, wow, I don't think I'd have said that. But, you know, we're all different. But, but you know, our words come out in various, various ways. And one of the things about our words is, you know, once your words are out of your mouth, you can't put them back. You know, once they're out, and once you say them, you can go, oops. Or you can go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. But once they're out and once you say them, they're going to have effect. And I think that's something to think about in this whole in this whole thing as I think about this message is the fact that, you know, we need to be more serious and accountable for what comes out of our mouth because it has impact. And once it's out, you you know, you you know, the thing we can do is say, Well, I'm sorry. And and we should. If we say something we shouldn't, we should say I'm sorry. Well, one of the things about I'm sorry is once your words are out, the impact is there. You can say you're sorry, and that process begins to try to reconcile maybe what you said that you shouldn't have. But, you know, what I find is it takes a while. You know, and your words, your words go out and they have impact, and then you go, oops, I shouldn't have said I'm sorry I said that. But, you know, for the other person, they need to forgive. I understand that. But, you know, sometimes our words linger, and we remember, we remember what people say. The Bible says that out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. So our words are a reflection of what's inside of us, you know. Um, I personally think, and maybe I'll talk about this later, but, you know, to be careful with what you say, you really need to have a right heart, you know, so that when something happens, the wrong thing doesn't come out. You know, if our hearts are right, then it helps that the wrong thing doesn't come out at a certain time. Or if we get enough pressure. I always say, I always say it's kind of like a tea kettle. If you turn the heat up enough, eventually the steam comes out. And so it's kind of the same way with what's inside of us. You know, you can, you can try to hide what's inside of you, but you know, there's, life has a way of turning the pressure up. And all of a sudden, with enough pressure, things come out. And we go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Well, one of the basic things is we need to work on our heart. So that when we're under pressure, the wrong things don't just pop out. 
And so we need to see that, you know, we're all, we all need to think about our words. We all need to take accountability for our words. We need to consider the importance of our words, that our words are powerful. And I want to start today with Proverbs, Scripture in Proverbs, the 18th chapter, the 20th and the 21st verse. It says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. A man's stomach, a man's very being, a man's very being will be satisfied with the fruit, with what comes out of his mouth. That what comes out of our mouth affects our very being. It affects who we are. It affects how we see things. It affects how we conduct ourselves. It affects life. And we need to see that that's, that's important. So, the fruit of our mouth, it affects everything about us. Our words, our words produce fruit. Our words produce fruit. Our words produce something. When we speak things, something's going to happen. Could be good. Could be not so good. You know, hopefully we're producing good fruit. You know, we're satisfied, fulfilled, comforted, content, depending on what our words are, depending on what comes out. Or we can be needy, empty, unsettled by our words. Our words, what we say, how we react to things, what comes out of our mouth. You know, we're filled by the increase of our lips, by the, by the produce of our lips, we're filled. You know, what, our words, they, they produce things within us. They produce things. You know, in a lot of ways, we are what we say. Or maybe what we say reveals what we are. You know, they, they're tied together. They're tied together. You know, and some people say, well, don't pay any attention to what I say or don't pay any attention. Do you ever hear anybody say, well, don't pay any attention to what they say? Why do we say that? Well, usually because somebody's saying something that's not productive. Don't pay attention. Don't pay attention to them. But we do. Once words are shared, it gets inside of us. It gets inside of us, you know. And I'm the kind of person, you know, we're all different, but I'm the kind of person that, you know, if I'm struggling with something and somebody, for instance, if I'm struggling with something and somebody shares a word, somebody says, oh, yeah, you know, I know somebody that struggled with that same thing. Those words get inside of me. And I'm like, oh, I have trouble getting them out. I don't know if you're like that, but, you know, sometimes when people say something to you, you know, those words can get inside of you and they just don't seem to want to go away. I don't know about you, but did you ever notice that negative words seem to get in there and stay longer than positive words? I don't know what that is. I think it has something to do with us. But that negative things seem to stick better than positive. You know? You know, we're going to talk about relationships and things later, but, you know, if somebody says a negative thing about you, you'll remember that a lot longer than if they say a positive thing about you. Somebody compliments you and you kind of, oh, no, you know. But if they say something negative, you go, oh, I can't, you know, and it gets inside of you and it doesn't want to go away. It doesn't want to go away. And it starts to produce fruit. And we have to be very careful about that. So we need to sow. You know, it's kind of like sowing a reaper. We need to sow. We need to sow words of kindness, comfort, encouragement, love. We need to sow those words so that we can reap words of kindness, comfort, encouragement, and love. 
And we need to, we need to sow things that are going to produce good fruit. Your words affect your inner being. Your words affect what's in you, what, how you feel, what's going on. What's going on? Our words. You know, some of us are more negative than others. Some are more positive than others naturally. You know, some people are just naturally positive. Some people are kind of naturally negative. But God wants to redeem all of that. You know, you, you know if you're a negative person, say, well, I'm just negative. That's just the way I am. No, I think God would want to redeem that. You know, because I don't think he wants us to be negative. I don't think he wants us to be negative because I think he wants us to have hope in him. Hope in him. Not, not positive to the point that you're just always, you know, sometimes people are positive and aren't real. I mean, they're just positive. They're in la-la land. You know, I say that about a few people that are close to me once in a while. You know, that they're kind of just in la-la. You know, they just don't have a concept of what's going on. But, you know, that's not all bad sometimes. I kind of admire that sometimes, you know. But, you know, God wants to redeem that. He wants to redeem those things in us. He wants us to be positive. He wants us to be well and have well-being. And we need to let our words affect our inner being, not dependent upon what others say. You know, um, you know, other people's words have effect on you, but you have to be very careful that you don't allow negative words from other people to get inside of you and start to affect who you really are. You know, what do they say? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, they will if you let them get in there. They will if you let them get in and dwell on them. You think about them, they will affect you. They will affect you. And then, you know, at that point, it's, it's a choice we have to make. Verse 21 there says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. That's pretty strong. Pretty strong. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The word you speak will either cause death or life. They will either take people to a place of life and encouragement or they'll take them down a path of death and destruction. I mean, I'm not saying you're going to say a word and somebody's going to drop over dead. But I'm saying you say a word, if it brings destruction, it starts down a path, you know. And if it just can be a very negative thing and it's not bringing life and hope to people. Our words in the power of the tongue is death and life. And we need to take that responsibility and see that our words are either going to encourage me, encourage or discourage somebody. You know, our words can either be an encouragement or a discouragement. I mean, how is it when you're not feeling good and maybe you've really worked hard to come to church and, you know, you're kind of not feeling good, but you're like, you know, I want to go and I'm just going to, and you get there and somebody goes, what's wrong with you? How do you feel? You know, it's like, do I look that bad? You know, you know, am I, am I, is it my really, you know, and sometimes out of concern, we can say, well, you know, wow, you feeling okay or, you know, but, but, you know, we have to be very careful with our words, very careful with our words because our words can bring life and encouragement or they can bring death and destruction. They can either uplift or tear down. I'll never, I'll never forget a long time ago when I was in sales, I, I, took over for a guy that retired and he was kind of ornery and uh he always told this story and i had a boss who was very gullible so the two made a nice match 
Anyway, he said, oh, I'll tell you a story. He says, he's talking about the importance of words in sales because, you know, that's what you're doing. You're talking all the time. He says, oh, yeah, he says, I took the boss to lunch or to breakfast one time. And uh, he said uh, he was drinking orange juice. And he said, I said, well, you're not going to drink that orange juice, are you? He goes, why? He goes, oh, they've studied. It's not good for you. He went through this whole ordeal about orange juice. And he said he talked him into being sick. He said he talked, he literally talked him into being sick because he drank orange juice. He said, all I had to do is start putting that thought in his mind and then start embellishing it. And he said, you know, tell about all the people I know that have done, you know, he said it was, it was the, but he said, I did that. And he was ornery, but he said, you know, he said that it shows the importance of our words, the importance of our words that we can, we can affect people. We can, we can start to do, th- do things in bad directions or good directions with our words. And so we have to be very careful that in our words are death and life. Death and life are in the power of our words. So we consider how we talk to our spouse. Our spouse, you know. The one that's close to you that always agitates you. You know, the one you live so close to and they always put their clothes in the wrong place. Or they don't pick up when they should. Or, you know, they didn't fix the right food when they should have. Or whatever it is. And you know, well, you know, and I know after you're together a long time, sometimes we forget and we kind of get, you know, we don't mean anything by our words, but we still need to be careful about our words. We still need to be careful about our words and what we say. Our children, our children, what we speak to our children. I'm going to talk about these things more later on in detail. Children is so important. The words that we speak to our children. What do we say to them? You know, do we, do we correct them all the time? Tell them how bad they are? You know, point out their problems? Point out everything they did? All the mistakes? Can't you ever? Why don't you? You know, do we encourage them? Do we set an example for them of speaking words of life? You know, what's, what's the example of our words to them? What are, what are we sharing with them? You know, I think as a pastor, as a pastor, you know, I have to think about the words that I say to you, you know. Now, I think, you know, you can correct. The Bible says we correct. You know, we reprove. You know, I think we need to do those things. But I think we can do it in a way that's encouragement, hopefully. You know, it's an encouragement to do good. We have to be very careful, uh, very careful about our words and what we speak, and especially to children who are being formed. You know, children are still being formed. I think they're more, you know, in some ways, and I don't know, just, but in some ways they're more delicate than adults. I mean, we kind of get tough and hard, maybe, maybe not as hard as we think, but, you know, children are still being formed. They're still trying to figure out who they are. You know, you know, I think kids, that's a lot of what they're doing. They're trying to figure out, who am I? What, wh- where am I going? What am I doing? Who am I? And so if I'm thinking all these things and people around me, how are they guiding me? How are they directing me? How are they helping me? How are they encouraging me? You know, what are they saying to me? So we need to be very careful, very careful with children that, that we're encouraging them. We're encouraging them to do the right thing. I want you to look at Matthew, the 12th chapter. 
Matthew, the 12th chapter, the 36th verse. <laughs> I just turned to Mark. Why well, didn't look right at all? Matthew, the 12th chapter, the 36th verse. It says, But I say to you that every idle word men speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Every idle word. What are idle words? Now it says I'm going to be judged by my idle words. Oh my goodness. Those words I say without thinking. The stuff I just kind of throw out there. You know, my idle words. I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be judged by my idle words. Every idle word. The words that are spoken without thinking. The ones that I say, oh, I didn't really mean that. Oh, I didn't mean that. Which is true. But when I think about, wow, God's going to hold me accountable for my idle words. He must think it's pretty important. You must think it's pretty important that if he's going to judge my idle words, the ones that didn't seem to matter, they were just, oh, I was just talking. But God cares about those words. God cares about what we say. And we need to see that with our words, we can speak freely good things. We can speak about God's love for us and the hope that we have in him. And we can also see that if we speak against him, if we speak against him, that we will be judged by those words too. By your words, you'll either be justified by saying who it is and where I put my faith and what Jesus has done for me, or by our words, we can be condemned. So our words also reflect what we believe. What we believe. What do you really believe? Well, you believe what you say. You believe what comes out of your mouth. That's what, that's what you know, we speak, we confess. We say what we believe. And so we see that you know, we get held accountable for those words. The Bible says that salvation is believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. Why is that? Well, because it's what we speak. It's what we say. It's what we tell those around us. It's, what, it's how we live. It's, it's what's inside of us. It's what comes out of us. And so our words become, become very important, and not only important, but we're going to give an account for them. We're going to give an account for them. I don't know how God's going to hold everybody accountable for every idle word. I don't know. See, that's going to take an awful long time. You know, I thought in my brain, I'm thinking, because I'm so logical, I think, well, let's see, everybody's got to sit down and we got to go through every idle word we ever spoke. I got, you know, I don't, I'm not, I, you know, that's just me thinking. That's just me thinking. But it says we're going to give an account for every idle word. Of course, you realize we've got an eternity to do this. So there's no big rush. <laughs> see, I'd want to be getting, I'd got to get it scheduled and get it done. But, you know, we got an eternity to do this. But, you know, we're going we're gonna to give an account, you know. And I think it just reminds us the importance of our words. And not just all of our words, but our idle words. I believe in a lot of ways it's good to be what? 
slow to speak. I think, I think slow to speak is because it's better to think about it and, you know, say words that are right rather than just, you know. I tend to be, and it's not a good thing, but, you know, sometimes I tend to be say it and we'll straighten it out later. Kind of, you know. And sometimes we just need to think a little bit more about what we say. We need to pause and, and, and ask the Lord and ask for guidance. Now, not about every word, but I'm just saying, in general, it's just a good thing sometimes not to give, even sometimes to give opinions. You know, people want, they say, well, what's your, what do you think about this? Oh, you know, right away we got something to say. Well, sometimes it's good to pause a little bit. Pause a little bit and just think about it. Just think about it. What should I say? What's the right thing to say? Because our words do reflect what we believe, and our words do have power. Our words bring life or death. Turn to James, the third chapter. In James, the third chapter, the fourth verse. It says, look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and every bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. I don't know if he just heard something that really upset him, but, um, you know, James is saying, wow, this tongue's a kind of a bad thing. He says a tongue out of control is, is a bad thing. It's a deadly poison. He's saying, you know, your tongues can spread poison. It can kill things. You know, he says, it's, it's like a, a so small, you know, so as a part of our body, it's not very big, you know. But he says, it can produce all kinds of things. He says, it's set a whole forest on fire. Set a whole forest on fire with what we say, what our tongue says. And then he says a statement in verse 8, he says, but no man can tame it. Well, if we can't tame it, what's the point? What's the point? The point being, in, in and of ourselves, we can't tame our tongue. In and of ourselves, we can't do it apart from God's work in us and by His Spirit to change us so that our tongue changes. You know, the Bible says we need to be born again. We need to be born of the Spirit. The Spirit of God has to dwell in us. When the Spirit of God dwells in us, we now have God's ability to change those things. I believe we can, we can work at changing our tongue. We can, we can try. We can, and I think we should, you know, try to do better and be careful and remember. But ultimately, ultimately, it's the Spirit of God that gives us the power to change a tongue because it's the spirit of God that changes us on the inside because out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. 
And you can, you can try to change your tongue all you want, but if your heart doesn't change, if the Spirit of God doesn't dwell in us, you're going to fail. You may do better, you may work at it, but by and large, you're going to fail. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is speaking. And so we need to see that change starts within. Change starts within. Now, I'm not saying that Christians don't need to be reminded that we don't need to be reminded that, you know, we need to pay attention to what our tongue's saying. We need to pay attention to our idle words because we're going to give an account for them. We need to realize that our words speak life or death to people. And that's important. That we can either encourage or discourage. That we can either build up or tear down. That our tongues are powerful. Powerful in what we say. But it starts inside. It starts by a change of heart. It starts by God's Spirit working in us and us being willing to yield to that and saying, Lord, guide my tongue. Help me with my tongue. And when we fail, Lord, I, you know, I shouldn't have said that. And then, then being willing to go to somebody and say, I'm sorry I said it. You know, we, we can say, well, you know, it's, it's past. You know, if we said it, we need to, we need to ask for forgiveness. You know, if you say things to your children you shouldn't, you need to sit down and ask them to forgive you. Admit you said something wrong. That goes so far with kids if you're just honest. The worst thing is if you don't, and then you go, well, just get over it. You try to cover up what you did. Just say, you know, I'm sorry I said that the other day. I shouldn't have said it. Forgive me. You know, be willing to be honest. You're not perfect, so be willing to be honest and say, look, I shouldn't have said that. Forgive me. You know, it's, it's part of God's process. It helps them in their growth. It helps them to learn. It's good to know that mom and dad aren't perfect. You know, they know that. But, but you know, it's good to hear it once in a while and say, you know, we're not perfect. We're trying. You know, we're trying. We're trying hard. And so as we think about our words, as we think about what we say, you know, I think it's good to just realize that in our words are life and death. Life and death. What are you speaking? What's coming out of us? What's, what are we saying to people? What kind of an effect is it going to have them? Is it going to bring life to them? I remember several years ago, I, I think it was that's a long time ago, so, you know, it gets a little foggy, but um, I remember at a time we heard a message, something like this, and I remember for a while in the church or wherever we were at the time, people were saying, was that a word of life? As they were reminding one another, their kids were reminding them, like, Mom, was that a word of life? <laughs> Don't you love it when your kids hear something and they go, Mom, was that a word of life that you just said to me? Or Dad, was that a word of life? You know? Well, it's good. It's good sometimes to hold each other accountable in love. You know, in love in this right situation. Don't go around correcting everybody. You know, make sure it's make sure it's in a okay place. But we do need to be accountable. We need to think about our words and the effect that they have on people around us and ourselves. And ourselves. The words we speak affect us. And they can bring life to us or they can bring death. Let's all stand. Father, we thank you for your word that is true. Lord, we thank you for your word that never fails, that never changes. 
Lord, I pray you'd help us to be careful with our words. Be careful with the words we speak. Lord, help us realize we need to be accountable for our words, and one day you will hold us accountable for every idle word we speak. So, Lord, just help us to speak words of life. Lord, I pray that the life within us, that your Holy Spirit would come out of us in our words, and they would bring life to those around us. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that doesn't know you or never allowed you to come into their to their heart and allow you to dwell with them, Lord, that they would receive you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, that they would receive you in their heart and their heart would begin to change. Lord, that maybe they've tried to be a Christian. They've tried to do right. They've tried real hard. And they always come up short. Lord, help them realize that they don't try to be a Christian, Lord, that you just want to dwell within them and allow you to live through them. Lord, just speak to our hearts. Lord, help us to think about the words we speak this week. Lord, just remind us that our words bring life or death. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your presence with us. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that would like prayer, like someone to agree with them, just help them to come up and let the prayer teams pray for them this morning. Lord, we just ask your blessing on each and every one here. Lord, as we go forth, may we serve you and share your word and your life wherever we have opportunity. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.